Hey, what is going on guys? DK. Back at you with another video here to play in the nine game NBA main site on Monday. Before I get into the video, if you guys are new to the channel, welcome. My name is DK. I make daily videos and live stream for NBA and NFL slates on DraftKings. If you're unable to watch these YouTube videos, I also upload an Apple podcast with a link down below. It is called the DK DFS Show. If you're interested in signing up for premium content, I offer that on patreon.com and esports package, which includes Call of Duty and CSGO. CSGO, we have slates every single day. Call of Duty is usually four times a week. And I also offer an NBA package if you guys are interested in that. Um, I do want to thank Underdog Fantasy for sponsoring this episode. If you guys are not familiar with Underdog Fantasy, they have daily fantasy snake drafts as well as season-long best ball. They already have some stuff posted for NFL if you guys are into that. Uh, so yeah, best ball. Uh, if you're into best ball, Underdog, definitely for you. After you sign up and make your first deposit, you can use the code DKDFS. DKDFS, all one word, link down below. You will get a money-back guarantee up to $100. And yeah, finally, I just want to thank you guys for the continued support, closing in on the 9,000 subscriber mark on YouTube. Um, if you do enjoy this content, if you leave a like button on the video, subscribe if you haven't already, and hit the notification bell so you know when I upload videos, you know when I'm live. As always, I will be doing a YouTube live stream tomorrow. Make sure to check it out, guys. I'll answer everyone's questions. And uh, yeah, let's aim for 150 likes if you do enjoy all this uh, you know, videos live stream. If you could hit that like button, it helps me out a ton. All right, so let's jump into it. Uh, before we talk about players and their prices for this nine-game slate, we got to look back lineup here from Sunday. <laughs> and Sunday, uh, I am in a lot of pain, like I am most nights playing NBA DFS. <laughs> Just how it goes. Uh, so, yeah, we look back in the lineup. It's pretty ugly. Pretty ugly. So, um, CJ, Rogier, Dwayne Bacon, Yuta, Gotenabe. <laughs> Vernon Carey, Paul George, uh, Porzingis, and Freddie Gillespie. So let's start with uh, top at the top there. Uh, CJ and Rozier, I liked pairing them together. Uh, it was looking like that game was going to blow out, and I was going to be so mad. But luckily, Portland did bring it back. Rozier went off for 70. CJ had a pretty solid day at 42 fancy points. Dwayne Bacon once talked about this in the Patreon last year, but once we got that news that uh, Terrence Ross is out, that was actually pretty big. That kind of got me onto Dwayne Bacon. Use Watanabe for salary relief. Vernon Carey Jr. Let's, let's, let's talk about this. How about this? All right. Two fouls in 20 seconds. 20 seconds. I have never seen someone pick up two fouls that quickly. Picks up two fouls, comes back in, and picks up two more fouls in the second quarter. Literally four fouls in four minutes. How? You cannot make that up. Now, I, I talked about this on YouTube and on Patreon. I was like, hey, I was not expecting anywhere close to 35 minutes. I'm thinking, all right, he's starting. Yes, P.J. Washington's coming on the bench. Yes, I expect P.J. to play more off the bench. But if we get like 25-ish minutes from from, from Carey at, at the five, you know, that I thought, okay, he can, he can get it done. <laughs> four fouls in four minutes. And then Paul George, um, I was using him obviously hoping that Kawhi was going to be ruled out. Uh, Kawhi ended up getting ruled in, uh, so that kind of sucked. Poor, Zing Poor Zingus had like 20 at the end of the first quarter. He finished with 27. I used him. The reason I did it was because I couldn't afford Luka. I wanted to go 
PG, Rogier, and CJ, and I couldn't afford Luca, so I set it on Porzingis, knowing Luca was going to be popular, and I was like, hey, I'll, I'll use Porzingis to, to differentiate myself. That went awful. Just went terrible, terribly. So, um, yeah, not, not good at all. And then Gillespie for value was close to min price. He was fine. He was fine. But, yeah, not, not a good night for me. Not a good night for me. Hope you guys had a better night. Uh, but as always, positive. There's always another slate. This slate looks pretty pretty solid, this nine-game Monday slate. So let's talk about it. Um, here, let's refresh. Do we have any more games out right now? All right, so two of the two of the nine, yeah, two of the nine games out right now. Uh, Suns and Bucks, a 235 over under. The Bucks three point favorites and Spurs paces are two thirty one and a half over under the pay, the Spurs or I, I should say are one point favorites. So let's start off with Cleveland and Detroit on the Cleveland side, basically fully healthy besides Larry Nance. So I think the top four guys with Allen, Love, Sexton, and Garland are all solid plays. Is there one standout here? I don't know. Um, they're fine filler options, but just like. They all just seem priced about right, really. Like, Jared Allen's going to play 32 to 35 minutes. He seems, again, that seems that price seems right. Kevin Love had a four-game last game, but normally will hover around, like, 30 fancy points. Again, seems priced right. Sexton, going to play big minutes, but probably get some around mid-30s fancy points. And kind of the same with Garland. He had a ceiling game last game for 47. Probably not going to get that again. Normally, he'll hover in, like, the mid-30s fancy points. So, it's like... Everyone just kind of seems priced right here for Cleveland. It is a good matchup. If you land on one of these guys, sure. But there's like no priority plays here. Um, and value, no, I'm not doing it. So that's what I got for Cleveland. Uh, let's move on to Detroit. So Detroit, uh, this is a team you're going to want some exposure to for sure. So no Jeremy Grant, no Kojo, uh, no Mason Plumley, no Wayne Ellington, no Magruder, no Dennis Smith Jr., no Sekou. They're thin. So Sadiq Bey, Isaiah Stewart, Josh Jackson, it's weird to say, but they are three of the best plays of the slate. So Sadiq Bay, um, don't worry about this game. We only played 24 minutes ago. That was with Jeremy Grant. Uh, the last game when they, all these guys missed, he played 39 minutes. So I do think Sadiq Bay is a really, really good play in the mid-range. Isaiah Stewart has been playing out of his mind. Came off the bench in 24 minutes and went for 41 fancy points. He, again, really, really starting to play well. In the game, Mason Plumlee sat. He played 32 minutes and went for 50 fancy points. Now, I don't think we can expect like 50 again from Isaiah Stewart, but I do think even at 5.2K, he is too too cheap. So I do like Isaiah Stewart, and I do like Josh Jackson too at 5.1. So 27, 29 minutes. Again, this game was with uh, all those guys resting. He also was in foul trouble, so might have played more. Um, yeah, I like all three of Bay, Stewart, and, and Josh Jackson a good amount. Uh, and then the two point guards I like too for value. Killian Hayes, Saban Lee, Assuming Killian Hayes starts, I think we get some around 25 minutes, which I do think he is a little bit too cheap if that is the case. You can use Saban Lee if you want to kind of, um, you know, differentiate yourself in tournaments from a chalky uh, Killian Hayes. He'll probably get around 20 minutes off the bench. So those two guards have interest in. Killian Hayes more the, the cash game play. Um, and then I'm curious to see who else Detroit starts. Like, do they move a guy like Frank Jackson in the starting lineup? Um, you know, he is a guy that is playing more of the the two right now, so a little bit more reliant on the scoring. But if he starts, like, I have interest. They also could move uh, Hamadou Diallo in the starting lineup. They really have not been playing him a ton. But, like, we've seen, like, when Diallo gets Mets, he's a pretty solid point-per-minute guy. Uh, and then... Yeah, Jaleel Okafor will play the backup five. He'll probably get around 15 minutes. I just don't know if it's necessary on the slate to go there. 
They could use like a Tyler Cook. I'm not going to play him, but like possibly maybe he starts. Again, they started Sekou last game. I don't know. So what I think of the starting lineup is going to be it's Bay, Stewart, Josh Jackson, and Killian Hayes. And I don't know who they're going to start. I don't know who else they're going to start. So maybe it's Frank Jackson. Maybe they move Diallo in the starting lineup. We'll see. Whoever ends up starting with that group, I think looks like a good value. So Detroit, it's weird to say, but I, I think they're my favorite team to target on this uh, slate. Let's move on to Chicago and Boston. So still no Zach Levine. I think Vucevic is a decent play at the top just because, again, he gets a pretty big boost with Levine off the court. Um, I don't think he stands out as like a must play, but I do have some interest in him at the top. Kobe White, interesting. So he started the last game, even with Santa Ransky back. If Kobe White starts again, I actually do have some interest in him in the mid-range, even in a bad matchup, because I think we would get about 30 minutes from him. So do have some interest in Kobe, assuming he starts. The rest of the Bulls, they're just, I just don't like this rotation. They're they're running a deep rotation, and no one's playing huge minutes. Like, Daniel Tice has started the last couple games, but like the minutes have actually been trending down on him. Patrick Williams been up and down. Laurie Markkinen did play 26 minutes the last game, but like he's been pretty bad besides that. I don't know if I, I don't know if I can stomach it. It pains me to say, but like Garrett Temple has been starting last couple games. Like you can go there, but again, super super low usage. They're just running a deep rotation, and there's not much else I love. I would say besides Vooch and then uh, Kobe White in the mid range, assuming he starts. Moving on to Boston. So Boston, well, they got everyone questionable. Uh, well, Robert Williams and Fournier is out. That we know. Kemba Brown questionable. Tatum probable. So a little bit hard to say right now. Assuming like everyone's in, I think getting exposure to someone from Boston is not a bad idea, right? Smart, Walker, Brown, Tatum, they're all going to play big minutes. Now, if like Kemba and Jalen Brown are out, then obviously like Tatum and Marcus Smart become like great plays. And then the guy like Peyton Pritchard probably becomes someone we, we look to for value. I went, Jabari Parker got signed and like played right away. He played 16 minutes. Uh, Jabari Parker is a good offensive player, but uh, I don't know if I can trust it. Uh, probably need to see him play more before I can really feel comfortable targeting guy Jabari Parker. Um, and then Tristan Thompson with no Robert Williams should start, should play of 25 to 30 minutes. He kind of had a four game last game. I still think he's someone that that's viable for value. Uh, probably not going to win you like a tournament, but I don't think he's going to kill you either. Normally it's a pretty high floor. So yeah, Boston a little bit hard to say right now, but possibly uh, would have more interest in them if a couple guys are out. Golden State and Philly. Please play Steph Curry. Please. I really, really do not want to deal with Andrew Wiggins or Kelly Oubre. So just please just play Steph Curry so I can just cross those guys off. That's all I am saying. So, yeah, Steph, it's not a good matchup. But, again, he has been just shooting the ball amazing. And it's a tough matchup, but uh, would like him for tournaments. Draymond Green, he's been so up and down. It's so weird for a guy that is like does all like the peripheral stats, but he, his production has just been a very, very up and down. I don't really know what to make of it. Again, I don't love the matchup, but I think he's still viable because he has the triple-double upside. Um, Ubre is is currently questionable to um, – if he misses, Kent Bazemore probably picks up a start and probably plays around 30 minutes. The price had come down a bit, so I think Bazemore is actually a solid uh, play, assuming Ubre is out. Um and then, again, there's no Wiseman, no Juan Toscano-Anderson. And this is a big Philly team. So, Kavai Looney is probably going to have to play all the Mets can handle. I don't like targeting centers against Embiid. But, again, he might have to play over 30 minutes because their only other option is Alan Samelgic, who, like, will just get abused by Joel Embiid. They have no other bigs unless they go undersized Draymond Green against him. So, 
uh, yeah, that'll be interesting to see what how Golden State, uh, you know, kind of defends uh, Embiid without when Looney's not on the court. But if Steph Curry's out, then Jordan Poole probably moves in the starting lineup. We've seen Poole start when Steph has missed. If he does start, I actually do kind of like him because I think we would probably get over 30 minutes from Jordan Poole. And he's a guy that's not afraid to shoot the ball. So, and then, you know, Wiggins and Oubre, if he plays, become viable too if there's no Steph Curry. So that's one lot to monitor. Moving on to Philly, I do like Joel Embiid a lot at the top just because there's just no one on Golden State that can hang with him, right? It's Looney. It's an underside Draymond, Smolovic. He should be able to have his way here. So really, really do like Embiid. Should play about 35 minutes in a close game. Uh, not much else here for me for Philly. Uh, Tobias is questionable. If he misses, Quark Miles will probably play a good amount. But the price is up. He did play 38 minutes. Kind of surprised me. Uh, did have three steals. Mm, again, it's like, it kind of feels like chasing playing Quark Miles. I'm probably not going to do it. And I thought with like Seth Curry out, Shake Milton would play more. He didn't. They like dusted off Mike Scott. I don't know why they play him. Thibault will get minutes too. I just probably just not going to touch the the Philly value. OKC in Washington. So it's a good matchup here for the Thunder. Um, we'll have to see if they end up resting anyone. Dort might rest since it's a back-to-back. The issue I have with this Thunder team is just the price points. Like No one really stands out. We have like Baisley, Moses Brown, Maldon, Pogoshevsky, um, Isaiah Roby. If Dort's out, I would say probably at least one of those guys is a good game. Is there one standout, though? No, there isn't. Again, keep an eye on Pogoshevsky, too. Like he, maybe it's a back-to-back. He could possibly rest. So maybe we get some more value if like a few of these guys are out. But at the moment, they're just kind of like all secondary plays for me um, for the Thunder. On the Washington side, so Westbrook, and just a very, very safe play at the top. It's a revenge game narrative. Um, yeah, really, really do like Russ here. Um, just has such a high floor right now. So, like him, like Beal too. Westbrook more the cash game play. Beal, though, firmly in play, uh, you know, at a 9.2K price. There's no Rui, obviously no Thomas Bryant. So, I'm curious to see who they end up starting. Like, do they move Bertans in the starting lineup? If they do, he's someone I think we, we could possibly use for value. And then also, Alex Len is currently questionable. If Alex Len is out, Daniel Gafford, if he starts, I actually think he's a really good value because Gafford's been a phenomenal point-per-minute guy. Uh, it's just a matter of will the minutes be there. So if there's no Len, I have a little bit of interest in Gafford, uh, more interest, especially if he starts, or they can start Robin Lopez. So like whoever they end up starting, I think is a decent value play, whether, whether it be Lopez or Gafford if there's no Alex Len. All right, moving on to Houston and Miami. So John Wall's back in this one. You know, the good thing with Houston, again, they're running a tight rotation. Like, the starters are all playing big minutes. Uh, John Wall, even though it's a bad matchup, I think he's a good contrarian GBP play. Uh, Kevin Porter Jr. had a good game today. But, again, I usually like getting to him when Wall is out. Olenica and Wood, I think, are viable tournament plays as well. But no standouts because of the bad matchup. And that's probably it. I don't think I'm going to get to any value. On the Miami side, it really just depends on Jimmy. So, we know Old Depot's out. Jimmy's out. Really like Bam at the top. Uh, should play, you know, about 35-ish minutes. And again, just a smash spot here for Bam if there's no Jimmy. And then there's there's some value plays that look really good. So Drogic and Nunn, I think, become two of the better value plays. Nunn probably plays about 30. Same thing with Drogic, right? And with no Jimmy Butler, these two just get a massive, massive boost. Ariza had a pretty big game, but I don't love the price at 5.2K. Um, and then Iguodala also started last game. So, like, if Iguodala starts again, I think he's someone we get to for value. Hero uh, didn't only played what, 25 minutes. I thought he played more, but that's obviously a little bit concerning, even with Jimmy Butler out, off the court. So really, if there's no Jimmy, it's Bam at the top, and I think the two-point guards and Drogic and none, and then possibly a guy like Iguodala uh, if he starts again. I will mention Dwayne Dedman actually played the backup five. He played 15 minutes. Like, Dedman's a good point for a guy. He is. And it looks like he has overtaken Precious Achua 
um, on the depth chart. So if we're going to get about 15 minutes from Deadman, you could use him as a punt in tournaments uh, at the Flatman. San Antonio and Indiana, this is a game I do kind of like. Um, DeRozan at the top, I think, is a good play. Again, in game in competitive games, is playing like 35-plus minutes. This Pacers team has not been good in the defensive end recently. So I do like DeMar DeRozan a good amount there. DeJounte Murray, also viable as well. I will say DeRozan probably has a little bit of higher floor. But the top two guys for the Spurs look good. Will it get to anyone else? Probably not. I think Jakob Pertl is like a fair play in the mid-range. It'll play about 30 minutes. But really, it's DeRozan. It's DeJounte Murray for me. Uh, on the Pacers side, I think Sabonis at 9-4 is a fair play. You know, he does look a lot better in Miles Turner's off the court. But Miles Turner, assuming he does play, um, makes Sabonis just a solid option, not a priority for me. But again, with Sabonis, should play about 35 minutes against stuff a stat sheet. Uh, Malcolm Brodick has been playing really, really well. Um... I do have some interest in him. I don't love the price now at 7-6, but he should get, you know, around 35 minutes. So do have some interest there in Brogdon. Uh, Miles Turner, again, his first game back, he played 34 minutes. Price is about right. So I think it's Sabonis, it's Brogdon, they're both decent options here. Uh, if they, if since it's back-to-back, maybe Turner sits. If Turner does sit, then Sabonis looks way better. And then obviously, you know, maybe a slight boost to like Brogdon, Levert. But um, yeah, right now it's just, it's just Sabonis and Brogdon for me. All right, three games left, Phoenix and Milwaukee. It's so weird, but the Phoenix Suns are a team I really just dislike seeing on a DFS slate because they're pretty balanced. They're spreading out the minutes. Even in close games, these stars are not playing uh, a ton. So this is, though, an up-tempo match against Milwaukee. Uh, two good teams going up against each other. Maybe they get extended a bit because of the matchup. So like Booker at 8-8, I, I would say all, all these guys are GPP-only plays because even in close games... Even in close games, like these, the stars are hovering around 30 minutes. Again, I think possibly they could get extended here since it's against the Bucks. But right now, Booker, Paul Aiton are all just tournament plays for me. Uh, Jay Crowder is priced at 4.4K. He'll probably get mid-20s minutes, fair value. But yeah, that's that's it again. Some of these bench guys are, are getting extended a bit. I don't know if I get to any of them, though, on this slate. So yeah, Phoenix is just, they're just a weird team. I just, like, I like them as a team but not for dfs on the milwaukee side Giannis did a combo also again it's weird this game's like a 235 over under but i don't have much interest because Giannis, they're easing him back 25 then only 29 minutes if he's only going to play about 30 minutes i don't really want to play Giannis. that kind of takes drew and milton out of play Devin chenzo's questionable doesn't do much if he's out Bryn forbes probably starts uh Bryn forbes actually had a solid game last game i will let others chase that i will not pay 4.3k for Bryn forbes there's really not much here for for me for milwaukee Memphis and Denver. So Memphis is a team we can get some value value with. Um, Jonas Valanciunas out. Triple J doubtful. Dylan Brooks questionable. Malton questionable. Brandon Clark questionable. So they are really thin in the front court if all those guys are out. So let's start with John Morant. Let's just say everyone that is questionable is out. If that is the case, I actually really like John Morant for tournaments. I know he has not been good. Trust me. I know that. Uh, but with JV off the court, like that is a massive, uh, you know, usage bump to a guy like Ja Morant. So um, would like Ja a good amount for tournaments. Obviously would increase the chance of blowout. Slow-mo is a guy that really gets a boost when Brandon Clark is off the court because he plays more at the four. He played 34 minutes the last game. I would have some interest in slow-mo. Uh, and then for the bigs, again, assuming all those bigs that are, that are questionable are out, Xavier Tillman at 3-4 probably becomes a really good value play. Um whatever a Killian Tilly is, is going to get minutes too and possible value. So like those two probably more comfortable with Tillman. Um, 
like they would probably have to play good minutes at the front court just because again Memphis like don't have anyone if all those guys that are questionable are out so it's a little bit hard to say right now uh, with Memphis with so many guys up in the air like if Dylan Brooks is out like Desmond Bain possible value here at 4k um, probably would play more he's been pretty decent recently you can even make an argument maybe for Tyus Jones might get some more run so this Memphis team is a team I definitely have interest in but right now it's hard to say with with a lot of guys questionable, right? Brooks, Melton, Clark, all questionable. It's a little bit hard to say. So, let's move on to Denver. Um, Nicole Yokes at the top 11K. I think it's just a safe spend up. If Memphis can keep this game close, you can see a pretty, pretty, get, pretty big game from Nicole Jokic. You'll like him at the top of the mid range, guys. MPJ's been the most consistent, but I just don't love the price. Now, there's no Monte Morris, too. Camposo's price up to 4.7. I don't love the price. Honestly, I would probably rather play a guy like PJ Dozier at 3-6 off the bench, who I think gets similar run and is, again, just cheaper. So give me Dozier over Camposo, actually, for value. Uh, final game here is Utah versus the Lakers. Another team that, okay, so Mitchell's out. Gobert, Conley, both expected to play. Um, when Mitchell's off the court, again, it's Conley, it's Ingles, it's Clarkson, the guys I'm really looking to. Uh, so Mike Conley, again, should play 30 to 32 minutes. Gets a pretty big boost to Mitchell off the court. I think he's a good play in the mid-range. Clarkson off the bench probably plays about 30 minutes and will shoot the ball a lot more. I like him. And Joe Ingles probably starts, probably plays, you know, 35 minutes. Um, a guy that can stuff the statute. So the main three guys are for Utah, Conley, Clarkson, and Ingles. I think are all pretty good plays. There's no, like, standout, like, smash play for Utah. But I think getting to, to maybe one of those guys is a good way to go about this slate. Bojan, yeah, again, two scoring uh, dependent from me. And then Royce O'Neal feels a little bit pricey. All right, finally, the LA Lakers. So uh, Andre Drummond for tournaments is fine at 7-1. Don't love the matchup. Probably will get 25-ish minutes. Um, again, he had a big game last game that, that did go to overtime. I think Schroeder's a pretty safe play in the mid-range. Even though it's a bad matchup, he's a guy that's going to play big minutes. He's going to play about 35 minutes. Again, can stuff the stat sheet. So Schroeder, I think, is a fair play in the mid-range. Kuzma's been a little bit disappointing recently, and they're just extending like the bench a lot. So it's like, I don't think I'm going to get to anyone else on the LA Lakers. So that is going to do it for the video today, guys. If you have been enjoying the content so far, I would really appreciate if you leave a like button on the video, subscribe to the channel if you haven't already, and hit the notification bell so you know when I upload videos, you know when I live. Again, it will be doing YouTube live stream tomorrow. Make sure to check it out, guys. Thanks again. Have a great night, and I'll see everyone tomorrow in the live stream.